Hey, and welcome back to Game Talk. I'm your host, Sam and me on today. I'm joined by Connor. Hey, guys. And Mike. Hello. And today we're talking about PlayStation's codename Spartacus, which is going to be their sort of Game Pass subscription service competitor to Microsoft. Um, and they're just going to be calling it officially PlayStation Plus, which I think is ultimately the best move. Not Isn't to that like what their online service is called. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's it's, just... So they're positioning this as a sort of just expansion of PlayStation Plus. That makes and I'm sense. curious. I, I honestly think it's weird that Game Pass isn't that. Well, Game Pass. So Microsoft's building their whole identity around Game Pass. So I can kind of understand why they're just sort of all in on that and kind of. Right, but I, I, my, my argument isn't that Game Pass shouldn't be called Game Pass. It's that Xbox Live shouldn't be called Xbox Live. <laughs> My argument yeah. is that your argument's invalid. Xbox What's Live the- is Xbox Live, and PlayStation Plus should be called PlayStation Live. Oh, oh so okay. you're on the opposite end. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, but I, I really do, like... Why not I, just call it PlayStation think- Online, or Xbox Online? Why I gotta put Live in there? I just think it's kind of crazy. catchy, I don't know. Well, I think it's crazy, my point is that, like, why is anybody paying for Xbox Live and not Game Pass? It's $5 more a month. To get Game Pass Ultimate, which includes Xbox Live. Yeah, I mean, I think that's Microsoft's intent, right? They yeah, I, I intentionally priced it anybody. such that yeah. I mean, I think I think it would be crazy to own an Xbox and not use Game Pass right now if you play your Xbox regularly. And I, I'm and I'll spoiler alert. I'm about to say the same thing about a PlayStation Five. Yeah, <laughs> because this this uh, from what little information we have, I anticipate this being a pretty incredible value. So, okay, so let's just get into it. So PlayStation Plus is expanding, right? So that's how they're positioning this. So the into three tiers, essentially, right? And the first tier is called PlayStation Plus Essential, and that's just your vanilla PlayStation Plus subscription. So if you already have PlayStation Plus, this is what you'll have, right? So you get like the two free games a month, you get the discounts, you get the cloud storage, you get the online multiplayer, uh, and that's about it, right? The... The default option stays the same. Same price, no increase in price or anything. Now there are two higher tiers, okay? So there is PlayStation Plus Extra, which you get everything in the lowest tier, and a catalog of up to 400 PS4 and PS5 games. So that's a pretty... 400... So I'm not quite sure how many games are on Game Pass, but I feel like 400 games is a lot. I want to say Game Pass is something like 250. Really? It's hundreds, yeah. But yeah. Uh, they they, they market it as one hundred plus. That is what they use in their marketing materials. So Don't they rotate game, games in and out of Game Pass. Yes, they do. And I uh, yeah, and I imagine it will be the similar with with PlayStation Plus. First parties don't get rotated in and out. It's uh it's other games that get rotated in and out. But so. once you have it on Game Pass. So okay, no, so I don't know how Game Pass works. a game you can play a game on Game Pass one month and the next month it would be unavailable to you. That can happen. So, so oh, that that's, that's in contrast to PlayStation Plus, whereas if you get a game, one of the free games, it's yours as long as you have PlayStation Plus. But well, I PlayStation do think Plus Premium is probably going yes. to use the same model as Game Pass. I, yes, also, I do think these four hundred games will be rotated. There's yeah. no it, it, there's no mention about PlayStation Three games. Well, we'll get we'll get there. Uh, there is a mention. We'll get there. But first off, okay. So the pricing for this option is fifteen bucks monthly or a hundred dollars yearly. That hundred dollar um, yearly—that's a good value. That's less than ten bucks a month. That's, that's yeah, promising. And that gets you multiplayer if, as well. Like yes, this, it gets yeah. you every other PlayStation Plus plus uh, the two free games a month. Yeah. 
So oh, that's I, for that's for essential. No, two essential free, sixty. Essential is the default option. Yeah. That okay, the one above it says it is is, okay. is extra. Yeah, extra gets you the four hundred with this with the star. Uh, yeah. PS4 okay. and PS5 games. So that's a good value. That's a and they're all downloadable games. So I guess I, oh, yeah. I mean we'll we'll get into this uh, in a second, but like I guess the distinction here is if you don't care about retro games and you care about I guess modern games, this is the tier for you. And then PlayStation Plus Premium, which is their m- most high end tier, adds up to an additional three hundred forty games, uh, including PS3 games, which are only available via streaming. And we can talk about that in a second. And a catalog of quote beloved classic games. Available for both in streaming and download options from only, the play. Oh, yeah, that. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of you. You finish. <laughs> so uh, the the classic games are available for both streaming and download, and uh, they're from the PlayStation One, the PlayStation Two, and the PlayStation Portable generations. Oh, weird! So you can download PSP games. On you can screen? download PSP, PS One, and PS Two games. So, but not Vita. <laughs> Vita doesn't exist apparently. Vita's not sad. real. That, I mean, I have a Vita, so I'm not really left in the dark here. But Yeah, but it, I do think it's an interesting... So, like, well, let me finish. So, uh, they're also going to offer cloud streaming access for PS1, PS2, PSP, and PS4 games, which I guess is neat. I don't really care about that. And I, this is a weird one. Time-limited game trials will be offered in this tier, so customers can try select games before they buy. So for $120 yearly, I can play betas or that demos? Is, That's I, I doubt they're betas. They're probably full released games. So, I, I mean, okay, so let's get into the pricing is $18 monthly or $120 yearly. So I believe... That I think, used to be free. That Yeah, it does that sound like a demo. That used to be free. I, I, would, I would suggest that that is not the value proposition Yeah, here. That's That not. is just a thing that they put. Because uh, that actually sounds terrible to me. I mean, the 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 main thing here is the retro. It's the games. retro games. And so I was it's interesting because like, I I wouldn't even consider this, but at only twenty dollars more a year, that's actually a pretty good proposition for me, depending on the games. Yeah. So the the big question mark is what are all these games, right? So they're saying four hundred PS4 slash PS5 plus three hundred some additional retro games. So that's a total of seven hundred plus games on this service for one hundred and twenty dollars a year. And like, that's a good that's a good value. I like to see things like this that you can pay once a year. I like to like look at them as the the parent who buys this for their kid for Christmas once a year value proposition. Right. Yeah. I yeah. Can and see I that. And that's that's two games. That's the cost of two games to have seven or no less than that because two games would be one hundred forty dollars now. So right. to get seven hundred games, this is a a pretty insane value. Okay, so I I need to compare it to Game Pass, right? Because I feel like it has to be compared. This is their answer, pretty much to Game Pass. But I think they this is more of a hybrid between like Switch Online and Game Pass, right? Because much like Nintendo, Sony knows how bankable their nostalgia is, and they're capitalizing yeah. off of that. Um, so their uh, yearly fee, one twenty a year, I think is like ten or so dollars less than a year of Game Pass Ultimate. I, I believe right, I read that. But comparing it to Game but Pass, but monthly, Ultimate. monthly, it is more expensive than Game Pass. So I think they're really trying to position themselves in a way to say, hey, like if you're about PlayStation retro games, uh, 
and you know of course the modern games this is an attractive price point for you but i will say the main selling point at least to me as someone who doesn't own game pass the main selling point of game pass to me is the day one games right right that is yeah. that is why i love and it yeah. and I that don't is not think, uh playstation plus is going to do that they're not doing that so that's like, the big omission here right jim ryan uh, doesn't like that because jim ryan's so, a, a backwards man that no, well, significantly no, it, values it for me. It, yeah. it makes a lot of sense, though, like, because PlayStation physically cannot do this, right? Like, they do not have the funds to support day one first-party right. releases. Microsoft has the cash to burn until their subscription numbers go up into where it becomes financially feasible. But PlayStation, being a much, much smaller company, cannot do that. Sony cannot do that. But Jim Ryan said in an interview, right, like, the plan is to not have day one on PlayStation Plus but he also said that the situation is changing very quickly. So, like, I'm sure they're thinking about it, right? And they're monitoring Game Pass, and they're going to see how successful it is and likely make moves based off of that off of that knowledge, right? So it's, it's fascinating to see this service come up that's, I think, Wait, a cross between... Why... Sony actually has more money available in revenue every year than Microsoft does. No, they do not. Absolutely not. Especially <laughs> not in the gaming space. If you're just thinking of gaming, but Microsoft, gaming, yeah. Microsoft has, I mean, my, Xbox has Microsoft's backing, right? Phil Spencer can just go to Saudi Nadella and just open the war chest and buy Bethesda and buy Activision Blizzard. You know, like, it's not even close. So I, I want to throw out here, um, I looked up, there's a website called GamePassCounter.com. That is my source. There are 500 unique games on Xbox Game Pass. There would be 1,200 total games if you counted duplicates like Halo Infinite on console versus Halo Infinite on PC. 500 unique games, not counting duplicates. Okay. So this service will have more games than Game Pass, but the trade-off is no day one, and that's the main appeal of Game Pass. So, I don't know. I've been seeing a lot of negative reactions to this service due to that reason. I think, like, personally, I'm not going to get this service, I don't think, just because, like... Really? I, I've told you this in private, right, Connor? Like, yeah, I'm not like interested your games in yeah. in subscription passes for games. So I'm not I'm interested gonna, in I'm Game gonna, Pass. I'm not interested in this. If I buy a PS5, I will almost certainly get this for a year. Uh, I don't... Without the day one games, I can't guarantee that I would keep it. But I have some catching up to do, you know? Right. They're, they're so, PS5 like, they said... They already announced games like Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and right. Eternal will be coming to the PS5 catalog of this service. And I do think it's worth worth mentioning, right? They're going to basically nix PlayStation Now because it's basically being merged into PlayStation Plus, right? Right. And, and you're gonna the have to cool thing is... Double if you, now, though. If you have... If you have a PlayStation Now subscription, it automatically grandfathers you into the highest tier for as long as you have a Now subscription. So you could do like a little hack where you just buy place like a couple of years of PlayStation Now and you're grandfathered into the highest tier of PlayStation Plus when this service launches, I think in June. I just don't think I'll have a PS5 by then though. Yeah. I, yeah. So I'm actually surprised to hear you're not getting it. Uh, but you, we, we were talking about this the other day. I think I would have to, so... I would have to see the catalog of retro games, and the one thing that would get me to get it, and I, I know you'll think this is highly shallow, if they add trophy support to all the retro games, I'm getting it easily. There's no way. There's no They're way. not going they to, never do right? That. But no, it'd be too much work. Yeah. However, I, I like, I think it's worth noting, the way you and I play games is very different, Amid. We were talking about this the other day. Yeah. 
And uh, so I like, like, Game Pass has changed the way I play games in many ways. I like to have Game Pass, and I'm like, oh, this game looks, and I could say, you know, insert anything above terrible, and I will download this game because it cost me nothing. Right. Except the time, and I'll play it for an hour, and, like, I end up finding a lot of little games that I like that I wouldn't have played otherwise, and that's kind of awesome for me, so I really like these services. Obviously, there are the cons, um buying games and i'm i'm a like having that game forever and i i like to buy my games physical um this is another thing we talked about the other day something about disc based systems collecting for them just doesn't really do it for me i really like having the cartridge and stuff and really Mm -hmm. even beyond that it's nintendo based systems that i like to collect for i've kind of fallen into that niche of the whole thing so i don't really mind I also just am not like a diehard PlayStation guy. So if those games go away, that's fine. I do think it, they're also missing here. This, there's no offering for PC through this service, which Game Pass also provides. yet. Well, but actually, not that's a lot of streaming probably would be available for PC. It is available for PC. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because PlayStation Now can be streamed to a PC. Yeah, customers so. can stream customers games using PS4, games using PS4 and PS5. PS5 okay, but can you PC. stream the PS5 games? Probably... I don't think Actually, so. I don't think they have PS5 on cloud streaming yet. No, so that's that's also a huge hole in there. I think my biggest concern is that Sony still hasn't put the effort into trying to do proper emulation on console, software-wise. That, that, okay, that, that's a great point I wanted to bring up. Yeah, the one kind of black sheep here is the PS3 game catalog is streaming only, which really kind of sucks. I mean, oh, like, yeah. if Sony devoted the effort and resources we could get ps3 emulation on ps5 no problem so they have uh they have the methods and the wherewithal to put emulation for the ps3 on their consoles Mm -hmm. they have all the technical details they need they don't have to do all this guesswork on how to reverse engineer it they're the ones who built the console so it should be simple in terms of emulation you always hear about these issues with the cell architecture on the ps3 and stuff like that but i do think this is a very solvable problem i just don't think sony is willing to put forth the time and the money to do it if open source devs can solve the problem sony could solve the problem open source devs can solve any problem first of all yeah they (laughs) so write that down i don't know how i don't know how these companies manage to do so bad on their inbuilt emulation because even nintendo suffers it's it's a money thing there's really i do not think there are ps3 games that i would want to return to there's a lot i'd like to return to but there are not i've never wanted to play a ps3 game bad enough to download an emulator and i cannot say that about like like i've downloaded gamecube emulators ps1 emulators ps2 emulators you know, there are games I've wanted to return to, but not wanted to go hook my console up for whatever reason. Yeah, PS3 games, it is kind of in a weird place, too, where I feel like a lot of major PS3 games were, like, remastered or updated for PS4 and Xbox One, right? And so also, the ones that weren't had, like, significant online components. Like, one of the main PS3 games I would, like, return to is Little Big Planet. Is that even going to, like, work? Like, are those servers still up? No, they shut them so. down recently. They shut them down recently because there was an exploit. That was yeah, found, so, so it shut down all the PS3 servers. I'm looking at my PS3 library. Other games that I'd return to is like Metal Gear Solid 4, Take It or Leave It, like Transformers War for Cybertron. It's our, it's available on modern consoles, I think. I think it got a remaster or a re-release. It, uh, 
there's just not a lot that I care to return to on PS3. Uh, I mean, like, there, are, I, I have really fond memories of some, like, PS3 exclusives, like Infamous, even, like, Resistance, I would enjoy revisiting, Killzone. Yeah. It's just that, like, I don't know, like, is the streaming good enough for a no, PS3 game? for us. Certainly like, not. Not in West Virginia, it's not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I man. would argue like, that where you live, very likely it is. But. So I, I told you before that, uh, I don't know if I mentioned it on the show, but I did play Elden Ring for a little bit remotely, and it was a pretty flawless experience. There was some noticeable lag, but not enough. It, was, it wasn't bad enough because I could freaking play Elden Ring on it. Yeah, you know? I was going to say, like, if you can play Elden Ring, and I would say most likely the latency you got there was worse than the latency you would get connecting to a data center. So I will add, I will add... Uh, my PlayStation 5 is hooked into my router, and I hooked into a router from the place I was streaming to. So it was a wired connection both ways. Right. And but that it is was... obviously a huge factor in it being a smooth experience. But it was like 400 miles, wasn't it? How far is Morgantown? And yeah, I mean, that ma- yeah, no, that like, matters a lot. Um, yeah. Every mile. Um, so you start bumping into the speed of light when you're uh, when you're worrying about. Uh, latency with these things and every you know every mile adds a certain amount of latency that's like the major issue with these platforms is that they are literally bumping against the speed limit of the universe right so it was like a 300 plus you know miles that's a long time yeah that's that's considerably longer than ideal circumstances that and it was still playable and like once and i tried it right both through wi-fi and wi-fi ran into way more problems but once i was wired even the visual artifacts sort of went away like the resolution wasn't as high as it was like natively but it was playable and i was really kind of shocked at how playable it was yeah i would say that if that worked then your game pass ultimate experience would probably be incredible as well that's just something that i have to think about living in west virginia you know my internet is not very good at, on a good day, it's not very yeah. good. On yeah. a bad day, it's not there at all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I did... Yeah, the PS3 thing is interesting to me. Like, I I think it could be done. I hope they eventually do it. But, like, if they were to do it, you know, like... Then everything could be just emulated on a PS5. And that's sort of what just feels right. They also... They lose the benefits doing it this way. Like, those games are probably running native resolution you know they're running at their original resolutions and things whereas like a lot of these xbox emulated games are running at 4k now yeah they're upscaled yeah i'm interested to see if the ps1 ps2 psp games are upscaled because i think the way jim ryan made it sound is that like they will be enhanced in some capacity which would be ideal i i'm gonna i'm gonna have a great field day when the people start going back to retro games from the playstation and they're in the original 4.3 resolution yeah on a ps5 yeah that'll just be sad i don't know like there's no reason any of these games can't run at 4k 60 i would say on a i would say there's a very good 60's reason 60 is an issue yeah i was gonna say they're probably not gonna run at 60 because that That's was a time when 30 fps was like the dream and on consoles right and they and usually put their engine of, code to yeah fps the FromSoft problem because like a lot of games yeah. were designed with 30 fps as a target yeah, or worse, so. 24. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. So they've just yeah. based the entire engine code around that usually, especially in the early console gens. Yeah. Like, I think uh, Up even until, like Super like, Mario Sunshine, I think if you run it at 60, you, you no, run into some issues. Or does, doesn't it run native 60 or is it native 30? I forget. 
Thank I might have tried 60. to run it at 120. I yeah. I get carried away sometimes, but so uh, he did mention some games by name, right? And these are all kind of relatively big games: Death Stranding, God of it War, is 30. Marvel Spider-Man, Spider-Man Miles Morales, Mortal Kombat 11, Returnal. So See, some of the a lot. Of, yeah. That's a lot of good stuff because I want to replay Marvel Spider-Man if I get a PS5 probably with the improved everything. Yeah, that the way to play that game is at 60 frames per second. I can't believe, like, because that game was originally released on PS4 at 30, and yeah. it's just like, once you do 60 in a Spider-Man game, you cannot go back. It's just it's Yeah, it definitely perfect. will feel better. Yeah. Yeah, the fluidity of the swinging and all. But yeah, I I don't know. What, what do you all... What do you all make of this? Because I, I was kind of surprised at reading a lot of the online reaction. It was highly negative. And I thought, like, yeah, it's not like... They can't... It's not Game Pass because they can't be Game Pass. They physically can't do it at the size they're at as a company. But, like, I think this is a pretty neat service. And they're definitely kind of going the Nintendo route of, like, banking on their nostalgia to get people to subscribe. I think... And, like, even if you're not into the nostalgia, you can do the mid-tier option, which is a pretty good deal i think that's what i was gonna say i think if i was a playstation gamer like and when i say that i mean like playstation was my main console that i did everything on like you yeah i think that 99.99 yearly would be a no-brainer i would absolutely pay that and you know i'd probably you know i'd still be buying the games day one or whatever that i really wanted but i i would be very happy to have access to this library of 400 games to hit yeah i PS4 guess i guess it all just goes back to our play philosophies right like yeah. i i you you mentioned like you game pass is a great way for you to look for games to play like i don't you really like browse games to look for games like i often know what i want to play before i play it and i sit down and play it so just two right. different ways i, of I consuming. like to sample a lot of yeah. games because i i like i mean you don't play a lot of obscure little indie games like i do and those end up being my favorite games a lot of the time. Yeah. Oh, well, so, I mean, I, I play plenty of indie games, but you definitely play more obscure ones than I yeah, do. Yeah, I was going to say, you play plenty of indie games. You don't play any obscure indie games, yeah. I don't think, other than the ones that we've made. Right. You know, Noita being one of my very favorite games, although that's not on Game Pass, but it's definitely obscure. Yeah, uh, I do. I am curious to see. Jim Ryan explicitly said things can change very quickly when asked about day one on PS Plus. Like, how would that even look like? Like, if PlayStation Studios games came out day one on PlayStation Plus, like, I guess it'd be possible if, like, everyone who has a PlayStation Plus subscription had either the mid or high end option, then feasibly they would have enough money to do such a thing. But, like, that's a huge if. I think it's likely that that, I mean... Because like, like I'm, there's a lot of people that own a PlayStation that aren't already paying for PlayStation Plus. I feel like that yeah, PlayStation Plus is a massive online service. I think it's well, like yeah, it's an online service like a like a goalie provides goals. Like it, well, no, I, in terms of like how many people are on it. Yeah, you can't like get I, online without it. So yeah, I assume I, it's probably not a hundred percent, but it's probably sufficiently close that I'm gonna call it a hundred percent. And I think this is such a good value, even without the day one games, that most people are probably going to, like, I would think would get it. Like, so, you know, the difference between $60 a year and $100 a year is not huge. I don't know, man. Like, uh, if you go on the interwebs, that is not the sentiment that I'm seeing. 
And like, I mean, even me, right? Like I'm not planning to upgrade even to the mid-level yet. You know, like I, I guess I'd have yeah. to see how things shake out. But like as of right now, I, I'm perfectly content where I am. Yeah, I think it's I think it puts people like me that already have Game Pass on their PC in a weird place as well, because I've been thinking about getting a PS5. But do I really need to pay? I, I imagine there's going to be considerable overlap in third parties between games that are on Game Pass. And games oh, absolutely. On, yeah. Unless on, they're like, well, I was going to say, do you think EA games will show up on PlayStation? I think it's service because they've partnered with Microsoft, right? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Microsoft has paid for some form of exclusivity there. Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, uh, here's the thing. Yeah, like, the only one yeah, I can think I don't, of, I don't want to Ubisoft, subscription services. Yeah, Ubisoft will potentially show up on PlayStations, but, like, Microsoft's kind of already in bed with EA. They bought Activision Blizzard, which is a huge yeah, source Bethesda, of third parties up yeah. to this point. Bethesda, yeah. So. Yeah, it'll be, I'll, I'll have to see the library. I could see myself getting this for like like I said, Game Pass for me, I'll be keeping that. Like I don't see myself canceling my subscription to it because it provides me the PC games, which is where I do most of my gaming. But I could absolutely see myself dropping a hundred dollars when I buy a PS5 just to have this uh, immediately, like day one, buy a PS5 and have four seven hundred games. Yeah, four hundred games. Yeah, that's awesome because like that was a problem with my PS4. I bought it and I had like. I had my two games or whatever, and I beat them in a couple weeks, and I didn't play my PS4 for, like, months after that. And you imagine, and, like, if we're judging by the games that are showing up on the service uh, when it comes out, right? He mentioned Returnal. Returnal is only a year old. So, if we right. kind of extra extrapolate from that and say, like, okay, any first parties that are over a year old will show up on the service. Unless you're, like, a diehard PlayStation fan, that's a pretty good deal, right? Like... If you yeah. only have to wait a year to play some PlayStation first-party games. That's, that's already what I'm waiting to play them on PC. <laughs> yeah, well, on PC, it's been longer than a year yeah, for the ones they've released so far. Closer to yeah. a year, if, if not less. Right, and, you know, especially if this is playable on PC, we're already in into that one-year gap if you have this service, so. Right. I don't know, man. Times are changing. It's pretty crazy that, you know, like, it's it's crazy that PlayStation's already come out with a Game Pass competitor. As quickly as they have, right? Like, this thing is launching in June. Uh, and I I would have thought Sony, at least old Sony, would have been kind of stuck in their ways, right? Their way of doing things with huge first-party temple releases and just banking on that plus PlayStation Plus revenue to get, you know, to, to succeed. But obviously, the industry is changing very quickly due to Game Pass. Microsoft yeah, has disrupted things. Yeah, I think that's they're things. scared. Like, that, yeah, they should be. They you know, Game like, Pass ready to eat their lunch and... Yeah, so they have like a competitor out there, a competitor that is seen as less attractive by most, I think, but at least it's something. Yeah. And uh, they'll be able to gauge the response to this and adapt accordingly. I mean, I'll, I'll say it, PlayStation, so let's say it's not a full year, let's say it's six months. PlayStation exclusives, six months late, that's still better than Xbox exclusives by a lot, basically, <laughs> like... Xbox you, doesn't have a lot of good exclusives. Oh, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know. It, it is it's just very like cool a, that the Xbox exclusives come day one to Game Pass. Most of them are not that great. Like, but here's the thing. that's That's got to change soon, right? We've got Bethesda about to release Starfield and Elder Scrolls 6. And like, obviously, when the next Doom comes out, it'll be Xbox exclusive and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, like. You've got to think that the big hitters for Xbox are coming. I know we've been saying that for years now, but, like, they really are. They must be coming now. Yeah. 
So yeah, I guess what comes to my head is like the ones that we've gotten recently, like Forza and Halo Infinite was the, the Halo- multiplayer was really fun, but I would not take Halo over Uncharted. I'm actually ever. quite surprised Halo Infinite fizzled out the way it did. Uh, we, I, I could do an entire. I mean, Mike was right. Is what the the theme of the episode would be. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, but I kind of saw do, the writing on the wall with I could, Halo Infinite. Yeah. Hey, it's I like, could do an episode on why Halo Infinite is in a bad place right now. It's it's, it's bad a dev mess. support. Yeah, I mean, three, yeah, four, three. Not to be too, not to go too into the weeds on this, but I was, I still think that Halo Infinite came out way too early. Like they oh, should yeah. not. They should have delayed it. They should have delayed disagree. it again. I don't think that campaign ever could have been good. I think they would have had to have started completely. If, from if they scratch. had co-op in that campaign, it would have been way better. It would have been better, but it still would have been good. Sh- what they should have done like, was waited until Forge was ready. Forge yeah. is another critic because, like I, I've said this too on the show before. Like Halo they, they Three launched with all of again, this in the there. Yeah. yeah, that's why people people are just quitting playing it. I and mean, like, they've been, been playing the same a, six maps over and over again. Yeah, it's a live service game. It has six maps. They're all small. It's not like the Fortnite Island where like oh yeah the you know. Is it's, it six maps? I just pulled a number. Uh, it's something like that. It's, it's very, small. very small. I I would have said four if you asked yeah. me. But I, I mean, yeah, this all, this all still points to me that the game is just yeah, like technically sound, maybe, but like feature wise, it was not ready to come out. And there's a there's a lot of bugs too with some of the modes. Yeah, there's some desync. It there's, also didn't come with Slayer. Yeah. What? Yes, it there did. There was no Slayer playlist. Yes, there was. Not at release. I'm pretty sure that. Was it a week later? It came early. Yeah, it was like a week later. Okay, I'll give you that then. I don't remember that. But yeah, they, they've gotten better about their playlists and everything, but there are still game modes that aren't there. There's no King of the Hill right now. Like, Yeah, it's just baffling to me, man. Like, yeah, this stuff was working in previous Halo games. And like, I would be fine if they just gave us old Halo maps even. Like, this is supposed to be the platform for Halo for the next 10 years is what they called it. And it's like, I'm exhausted playing these maps over oh over. it took them a month to release slayer wow they december yeah 15th, they, the they've article. run into all kinds of issues they claim and no, I, I, from what i've seen they outsourced their u- user interface basically oh, so their bad. their menus i thought they i mean i thought nobody, their ui was kind of slick but the ui looks fine but uh, the code was written in india so they can't you know it's not in english they, <laughs> they can't, can't read change it, it. <laughs> yeah they they're that's wild you know, to me man i'm Season not here to dunk on indian programmers soon. that's not my mo but like it, it it is difficult for programming written in india to be modified by someone in america which is what they need to do right now and they can't do it so they're that's in a, a very bad place it's also baffling to me because like halo infinite i think to this day is still the most expensive game ever made yeah and i don't I don't see it. <laughs> I don't see it making that money back unless they're going to count every Game Pass subscription. <laughs> Do yeah. I feel kind of vindicated because I, I saw past the hype of Halo Infinite? A yes, little bit. I know you do. I, I feel a little superior, but at the same time, I mean, time, yeah, like, I feel like you earned that win. I I've been burnt so many times. Yeah, I've been burnt so many times with game hype that I've just gotten good at seeing through the hype and being like, this is not going to last. Granted, I still play Halo Infinite multiplayer. It's still like, like the bones on that game are so good that it's still like my go-to shooter. Yeah, but like, God, I would kill for a new map. Or despite my bugbears of Elden Ring, it's still going to be a game that people are going to be playing for years. Yeah, El- Elden Ring is is the case where it was hyped to hell and it, and it was right. delivered. Yeah, it was right, <laughs> it delivered. Like, I, 100%. I can even agree that it delivered on its hype to people who like those kinds of games. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I was 
Yeah. No, even my my friend that is a pretty diehard Halo fan, and we like we still he and I both joke at the subreddit because the the Halo Infinite subreddit is delusional. They like make a problem out of every little thing. That's just every. That's just Reddit. What that's is, have just you, Reddit. Have you been on Reddit? <laughs> But even my friends that are, like, very big Halo fans are like, this game has real serious problems that they are not addressing in any yeah, meaningful way. I could slowly see on my Steam friends list the number of people playing Halo Infinite just dropped. Yeah, they really needed to bring in people that understood live service games, and it oh, feels yeah. like they did not do that. They, they released the game too soon, and they didn't have enough content. Yeah. And that's how, that's how live service dies, if you just stop providing content. Well, I, I yeah, feel I mean, like I didn't even finish the campaign, by the way. I don't know. They I, must have been. They must have felt some pressure. You know, like Microsoft was like, "All right, you've already delayed it this much. You have to release at this date, at this point." I mean, it got to the point to me. Like, I look at that game, and it it would have been another year, if not longer. Like, I look at that game, and I, I see something I that was bloated yeah. to the point that I'm not sure it ever was gonna be finished if they didn't like force a date on them. Just surprise release the multiplayer. Yeah. And it does continue the sort of trend of, like, these live service games coming out unfinished. Granted, I feel like Halo Infinite was more finished than other live service games that, you know, are its contemporaries. But, like, it's still not... It, yeah, it's not in a good Feature-wise, yeah. it doesn't compare to, like, the and older Halo. it's not Halos. getting stuff quickly. Like, that game's been out since December, right? And it's not gotten any, like... The most new content we got is some skins and Does it still Fiesta. have the... Does it still have, like, the flat weapon balancing? What do you mean? Uh, my main issue of Halo Infinite was some of the weapons just felt kind of useless. Yeah, uh, I do remember the, you saying that. None of the weapons really feel useless to me. Uh, now, some of them are worse than, like, I'm never going to want the Mangler over some of the other guns. But, like, as a sidearm to, like, finish somebody off, I'm happy to have the Mangler. So, yeah, I think no other Halo game had that kind of issue. Like, every gun had its niche that it fit firmly into, unless it was the assault rifle. And I think Infinite had a lot of guns that fit into a lot of niches, and they just some just did better than others. Yeah, like, the Commando and the Battle Rifle basically they, do the same thing, yeah, the, and I would always one, take the Battle Rifle. Yeah. So they, they got rid of weapon variety. Like, you had the Covenant Carbine and the Battle Rifle. Well, then, one strip shield, one did headshot You still have damage. the Covenant Carbine. Is it still in the game? Yeah, it's not called that anymore, but it's it's like a laser rifle, I think, and it, it's a yeah, three-shot burst, and it is an energy weapon that strips shields. A uh, three-shot burst is weird, though. But anyway, yeah, that was a yeah, sorry. massive and A, a very strong aside to Halo, because I'm I'm a little bitter about this. No, we, we, we all had strong feelings about it. It makes sense. But uh, just, I guess, uh, returning back to PlayStation Plus, Spartacus, whatever you want to call it, uh, I just realized the reason probably why they don't have Vita support is because Vita native games had that weird back touchpad stuff. Oh, yeah. I don't think a lot of them use that, though. And a lot of them, well, a lot of Vita games also had touch support, which I guess you could argue could be you done on, like, the trackpad. Yeah, the yeah. touchpad or whatever. I, but, yeah, it is tough. I'll say every Vita game I played used the back touch screen in vaguely in some way, yeah. Ways. Yeah, some of, some of it was cool, some of it was stupid, but they all used it. And I, I liked it. I thought it was a neat feature, by the way. If we're if we're gonna talk about the Vita yeah, for a second. It's I, a cool feature. I, everything about the Vita. If if the Vita had clicky sticks, then God I would have I would have really you had know no what? complaints. The thing I can say about the Vita is I mean, it, it tried. Like it really was out there with like its own quirky stuff. It's just that 
the sales weren't there, so the first kinda, party support went away, and then that kind of markets like every Sony handheld, like the PSP. Well, the PSP was like graphics. pretty successful, though. Yeah. yeah, the PSP sold very well. It didn't console like, quality graphics on a in a handheld device. I still remember like my friend bringing his PSP to like our social studies class or whatever. I forget if this was like middle school or high school or something, but like I remember he was playing Gran Turismo on his PSP, and I just yeah. looked at it. I was just like, "Wow, you can get these graphics on a handheld now!" It's just like, oh yeah, that was insane. Like you're it playing still, like didn't have anywhere near the market dominance the DS had, but. It's but still it was, impressive it, to this day, the PSP. But here's the thing. With the PSP, Sony was at least a challenger to Nintendo's yeah. handhelds. With the Vita, they got massacred. It's uh, to the, the point Vita, where they're never going to make another handheld again. The Vita now tried we'll like another Valve gimmick. In that same oh. arena. Valve's not yeah. competing. I mean, Valve is obviously going to be more successful. They're not yeah. going to... I, I think they not going to approach Nintendo, but they're going to be more... Yeah, I think Valve... Or the Steam Deck's probably going to be more successful than the PSP, but falls short of the DS and... The, the legendary consoles that Nintendo yeah, had. Yeah. Uh, I mean, selling as many as a DS is not a realistic goal. <laughs> yeah. Those things were everywhere. I mean, I feel like every, everybody had more than one of them. Yeah, right. And they came out with so many iterations, like DSi yeah. and... The DS Lite. I remember the DS Lite was hot, man. Yeah, I had... Everyone had a DS Lite. I foolishly sold my DS Lite to buy a DSi. Which I sold to buy a 3DS. Ah, yeah. Yeah. And then you had the XL variant. I've never bought an limited. XL because I, I... I think I have somewhere a DSi XL. I get why XL variants exist. They're better for kids sometimes, and they're also good for people who don't have eyes. Or, or who don't have I like eyes. bigger screens. Like Yeah, they're the hideous. Like, they're games absolutely look, ugly, but... Games look terrible on... Like, because the, the PPI on those screens... the resolution is so low. It's so bad that those games just look like blocky messes. And, mm-hmm. like, uh, I, th- I, like, I spent a lot of time in, in modernity watching, like, YouTube videos of DS games and thinking, like, haha, these games look terrible. But that's because, like, the YouTube videos are blowing the games up to, like, ten times their native resolution oh, yeah, or something. Right. If you play them on a DS screen, a lot of those games look pretty good. No, yeah, no, games look really good on the DS. Yeah, I don't know. But that was so- a tiny screen. It was, yeah, but I, I, I don't know. I like the tiny screen. I was yeah, fine me with too. It. Yeah, I, I, uh, it's weird that there's not a dual screened, uh, anything on the market right now. Yeah, I don't know. We we do move in cycles, so maybe we'll see something well, again. We're back to flip phones. So yeah, I was gonna get, say, yeah, you can, give it another you, you get like the Galaxy Z Fold, and you can emulate the DS. Right? Get, yeah, that's wild. Give it, give it another five years, and we'll we'll be back to dual screen phones. They released just two switches with a clamshell. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so stupid looking. The flip switch. This this time the top screen is touch. Switch XL. Isn't the switch touch screen? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I've just never used it. Yeah, screen. the only time I ever use it is for typing. Because none of the games use it because uh they need to be playable on the TV. So they just Like don't. it just it just felt like they put touch screen in there just to say they did. I mean, you you can use it in games like there are a lot of Wii U ports that use the touch screen. Well, like, I think uh, so. Captain Toad. And plus, I think with the touch screen, I think initially Nintendo's idea was like we're holding, we're folding our handheld and console divisions together. So the people that previously only made handheld games, if you want, you can keep making those style of games and we'll give you the avenue to do that with a touch screen. Right. But, I just don't think a lot of people did that. Yeah. Which I don't blame them because the Switch touch screen is actually not super fun to use. It's not very good. Out in the right. Switch. 
through the phone. Like I mean, even when I'm playing handheld, I always kind of navigate that would, as if I think I'm... Elden Ring on Switch would probably be a disaster, though. It wouldn't run well. The it thing would not run my, well at all. The thing I really want on my Switch that it doesn't have is uh, the ability to stream other consoles to it. And uh, <laughs> you can do that if you hack it, but I'm not going to do Stream that. other consoles. Well, the... It is kind of like we see those uh, cloud games on Switch all the time now. Yeah, which is interesting. But and yeah, I, have but you like, have have you either of you played one of those? Nah, it would not work at my house. There's no way. Okay. Do I even pick up my Switch? Is the real question. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I haven't played my. Well, no, I've been playing Mario Kart. Those new tracks are pretty tight. But I I do kind of want to get back into Animal Crossing. Good luck. Okay, I gotta I gotta start that cafe. Yeah, that's fair. I got the cafe. That was all I did, and then I stopped playing again. When are we doing an yeah. island tour? That's so okay. we can see everyone's debilitated islands. Yeah, I was gonna say so we can see all my weeds. And I'm um, actually what's worse than the weeds. I think I took the island beautification thing, the ordinance, and I I read uh, a couple of weeks later that uh, people had a bug with the uh, beautification ordinance where if you didn't play the game regularly, your flowers would grow out of control. That's just yeah. Yeah, so that probably happened to me. <laughs> probably a field of flowers that are going to be a pain to get rid of. Yeah, because you have to use the shovel now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and they're inventory items. Yep. I wouldn't be as mad if they weren't inventory items. Yeah. Tragic. So, do we have any final thoughts on PlayStation Plus? Spartacus? Whatever we want to call it. I think uh, it's dumb. You think it's dumb? <laughs> I, I think, it's, think it's dumb. I, I mean, I want to see the library, but I can see myself getting it. I, I'm a big proponent of the subscription model. I like Netflix. I like... I, you I know, just, the things that I really care about, I want to have a physical copy. Mm-hmm. Realistically, there are not a lot of PlayStation games that I'm going to, like, really be attached to. I like them, but, like, I don't look at my library of those games very often. So. Yeah, understandable. Yeah, I think I'm kind of falling in... I'm of two minds, right? Like, I kind of want to wait and see on the library, but, again, the way I consume games, I... I don't want like 700 plus games for me to like scroll through, right? Because I feel like I would just, my life would be over at that point. I often know what I want to play and I play it. Um, and I do enjoy owning my games, whether it be PlayStation, Nintendo, or Xbox. So it would ruin your platinum uh, ratio or whatever. Oh, yeah, it totally would. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think, I don't know, neat, neat that this exists. We'll see how it evolves over time and see how it responds to Game Pass, and I don't know. We'll see if this is the herald of the subscription age now that Sony is in on it, too. But time will tell. Hopefully it doesn't do like movies. I, I was just thinking the other day, I was uh, I was listening to music, and I was specifically listening to a song from Encanto in my car, and I thought, That movie like, has great music. Isn't it really great that I that every music subscription service has every song, basically? Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if Netflix had every movie again? Like, why Why did that go away? That sucks so bad. Well, it's I'll tell you why it went away, because, yeah, it's greed, companies yeah. were like, hey, we'll pay you this much for Friends or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, so it sucks so bad. Television is just a plague. Yeah, it's it's awful. Way. Like, I could just get one or two music subscription services and have everything covered. Right. And, uh, yeah, I just have YouTube Music, and I everything I ever want to listen to is on there. Like, I even, use Spotify. Yeah, I don't think we'll, I don't know if we'll ever get there in gaming, but like, I definitely can see it consolidating down to a few big players with a few subscriptions. This sounds like NFT talk. 
<laughs> we're about to we're about to buy one item in one game and keep it in our Halo. <sighs> I can't wait to use my my warlock sword of fire from World of Warcraft. Dude, you know in what's Halo really Infinite too. Yeah, is that the the NFT conversation actually makes me think of Pokemon a lot in that like people are really mad that they can't transfer all their Pokemon to the newest games. And I was mad about that at first too. But in retrospect, like, why do you want to transfer your entire living Pokedex to the new game? Because like that just means there's less game for you to play. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, I saw I saw a tweet that made me upset. This little, this is I, I think related. the I was gonna say I think the the online the cloud bank or whatever is a good solution because you can still sort of have them forever. But yeah, like it you can be if at, they didn't at, literally hold your Pokemon hostage in it. If you right. move your Pokemon to the cloud bank. And those Pokemon are not compatible with Pokemon Sword and Shield. They cannot be taken out of the cloud bank, and they will be deleted if you stop paying. Well, oh, really? They'll be yes. deleted if you stop paying? I didn't yes. know that. And That's it's funny. also, like, a lot of, like, compared to server costs, their cloud bank is really expensive. It's, like, I want to say, like, $20 a year, something crazy like that. I think... It's either 10 or 20, I forget. Yeah, and that's absurd to hold what is less than a megabyte of data, probably. Yeah. That's insane. But I was going to say, I guess, like, if you keep paying for it, you'll be able to eventually know that you'll be able to bring it into a future game. Yeah. Which, I don't know, if I had it my way, I would be like, yeah, let me bring them all in. But, like, then it'd probably defeat the purpose of this cloud's bank or whatever. No, I I will never pay for that. It, It is stupid in my opinion it's a i mean it's not a bad idea it is a horrible implementation and they're scamming people oh but uh you know pokemon fans they'll they'll happily be scammed to keep oh yeah no they will so. they will pay for the service year after year and then make youtube videos whining about it <laughs> which is and, and i will watch those videos and get mad about it so i guess i'm the idiot here too <laughs> get mad about a service I, n- I was never gonna pay for in the first place so, do we want to move into what we've been playing? Or do we have more to discuss here? I thought Mike was looking up a tweet. Oh, I, I do have the tweet. It was uh, about Web3 musicians being Web ranked by... Web3 musicians. Yeah, being ranked by floor play, price, trading volume, unique holders, and treasury balance, rather than being ranked by uh, plays or monthly listeners. That sounds dystopian. Strange. <laughs> yeah. Very strange. Hey, let's link our musics to how much money they produce. Yeah. Ugh. That's all I got. Uh, Connor, what have you been playing? Uh, I, I'm i going to talk a little more. I haven't really played a lot of games the past week. I've been busy. Yeah. Um, But I've played a good bit of uh, Baba is You. That's Isn't a great that game. the one where you move letters around? And be like, yeah, Baba you loves play as you this little, like, well, you start out playing as this little animal called Baba, and it's like a push tile game. But the gimmick of the game is that there are tiles you can push that are words. And if you form a sentence with those words, then that sentence becomes true. So, like, and also all of the game rules have to be in the world made of these sentences. So, Baba is you is the name of the game. And typically, every level is going to have Baba is you, meaning that you control Baba, the player character. But if you would, like, move the word rock where Baba was... Now rock is you and you control the rock. And like, there'll be sentences like wall is stop. And if you break that sentence, suddenly you can walk through walls. They will not stop you anymore. Such an, that's it's such unique. a fascinating concept. For Notably, this game is made by some of the same developers as Noita. So that was nice. why I jumped back into it. I wanted to give it another chance. 
And I really like it. It's really fun. The problem is, like, last time I played it, I was able to kind of brute force some of the puzzles without really understanding what it was supposed to teach me. And eventually I just got stonewalled in an area I would never get past. And uh, I'm going to kind of... You're going to have to revoke my gamer card, but I'm going to tell you, uh, this time when I played it, if I was stuck on a puzzle for too long, I just looked it up. Because the way that the later puzzles compound things that you were supposed to learn earlier is really cool to me, but actually learning those things the first time is really, really frustrating sometimes. Like, you can be looking at a puzzle for a very long time, and, like, it has some weird exploit of these rules that you would have never thought of that you're supposed to figure out. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like a lot of puzzle games go down that route, where it just becomes unmanageable. But it it got really fun for me once I, like, because, like, it, it would often be the earlier puzzles in a world that I would have to look up, but then the later, much more difficult puzzles using those rules that I was supposed to have learned ended up being really fun for me and actually, like, had me thinking and stuff. But I just never, I was not getting it. So I would say if you, you know, if you played this game and you got stuck, maybe it's okay. Something notably, or, or something I like about when I look up the solution to these puzzles, the wiki actually, and this is more the community than the game, I think, but the wiki actually, like, before it gives you the solution to the puzzle, it will say, in this level, you are supposed to learn this. And often that is plenty for me to be able to solve the puzzle now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, and I've been having a lot of fun with it. It's a good game. I got much farther this time than last time. I bought it on my Switch when it came out, I think, and had some fun with it. Uh, this time I got it in the Ukrainian, the bundle for Ukraine relief on Itch.io. And apparently I had also got it in some of the other Itch.io bundles that I bought without realizing it. Right. And uh, yeah, just kind of dove back into it. It's very fun. If you like this sort of game, if, if puzzles frustrate you, then you will hate this game a lot. <laughs> yeah, I remember playing it for like a few hours and really liking it, but I just never, I don't know, something came up and I never went back. Now, it definitely has some of that noita DNA where they're like, where it's very systemic. Like, yeah. All the puzzles are built around these systems, much like how the entire world in Noita is built around these systems. I definitely see the shared DNA there, and that was fascinating to me. That's cool. That's all I got. Uh, Mike, how about you? So, uh, instead of games I've been playing, it's, uh, I'm going to title this Monitors I've Broken. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> So I was playing VR chat, right? Oh my god, yeah. I was in VR chat. I was at my parents. Uh, I was staying the week at my parents all week last week. So I recorded a good bit. I was streaming, playing VR chat. Yeah. Oh my god. Man, oh, we do were... you have the clip? I do have the clip. Oh, we That's gotta play that in the, the description slack. of the episode. <laughs> uh, I went to throw, I think, a waffle at my friend. And I, I, I say, I punched my mic. And then I pulled a pulled a headset down. <laughs> was not your mic. It was it was my mic actually? Oh, I did. But the mic I punched hit. my mic into my monitor. When I uh, did. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I'm really careful with my VR boundary. Like the, what, I was sit pretty far back, but I had my mic close to my face and at a. Oh, and do you have it like on an arm? Yeah, I was on an arm. Yeah, so it rocked it. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, I, I had think of that. at the time I had my mic at like a right ninety degree angle, so it had a lot more momentum to it than it normally yep. does. Oh like if I man! Punch my mic now; it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, no, you you hit like the perfect storm of. Oh yeah, that sucks. Even even now, 
my mic will not hit my monitor. It'll hit my tower first. Yeah. So, damn. Yeah. That was a that was not a cheap time for me. No, not at all. But yeah, that's what I did this week. Destroying <laughs> electronics through VR destroying chat. Destroying electronics through VR chat. Yeah, I think you should is... really get your e-waste in check, Mike. It's kind of Oh, it's it's not e-waste. It's just kind of sitting on my floor. Oh, so it's not it's not e-waste as long as it's sitting on your floor instead of yeah, the floor of the dump. It's it's my e-waste, not someone else's problem yet. <laughs> no, I might I might turn it into a table. Mount right. it weird. Just use a use a hundred fifty dollar monitor as an end table. Yeah. Well, rip. So uh, I can go next. I really, truthfully, haven't been playing too much this past week. Still feeling the Elden Ring blues. But one thing I did do is I fired up the old Dark Souls. Yeah. And let me tell you, going back to Dark Souls 1 after Elden Ring, is it feels like a massive downgrade, in, at least in terms of like Are you gameplay. playing the remaster or the original? Remaster. Okay. Yeah, it's still going to be a pretty big downgrade, yeah. But it's just, uh, it's funny to me, because it's like uh, no jump button anymore. I find myself often trying to jump in this game, and it's just not happening. And just it's just the the slowness of the game is so much more noticeable now with how fast Elden Ring is. Yeah, like, yeah. Dark Souls 1, even like to Dark Souls 3, is... Yeah, it's noticeable. And which is weird. It's very weird, because Demon Souls was more in line with Elden Ring. Demon Souls is a pretty quick game. But Dark Souls is very slow and deliberate. To the point where like I f- almost feel like I hit a button and I have to wait an inordinate amount of time for the action to like buffer. It's just Yeah, it's no, a little it's, it's bizarre. It's a slower game. Yeah. It, uh, and it was like kind of famous for that when it came out, but Yeah, cuz I I don't remember is Dark Souls 2 the same way? Dark Souls 2 is just slightly quicker. Right, it's and no then Dark, Dark Souls, Souls 3, 3 is Dark much... Dark Souls 3 felt informed yes. by Bloodborne. Right, yeah. It's just weird, because, like, Demon Souls had that quickness, but then they decided, no, let's go slower, which, yeah. okay, I guess. I like it. I like Dark Souls 1. Like, yeah, just, I, no, don't get me wrong, it's still a go, but, like... After Elden Ring, for sure. I do feel like Dark Souls 1 is way more conducive to the shield in one hand, like, weapon in the other playstyle than the other games, which, like, the other games... I think, like, just two-handing a weapon or, like, not having a shield and just dodging was a lot more feasible. But I feel like in Dark Souls, it's almost discouraged a bit. Like, I'm trying to go through it without a shield. And oftentimes, you know, just due to the slowness of the game, I would be like, yeah, this would be way easier with a shield. Yeah. But, yeah, nothing nothing too extraordinary to remark. Like, I'm still, like, very early in the game. Like I said, I've been playing too much. But, like, I just noted those things after coming off of Elden Ring and just thought it'd be kind of interesting to mention. But, uh, Connor, did you not get Kirby? <laughs> I, I did play Kirby some, but no, I did not buy it. Okay. I, um, I had actually forgotten that I played it. It was, um, I didn't get real far. I was playing co-op, and I was, uh, I didn't own the game, so I was player two. I got to play as Bandana Waddle Dee. I will say Bandana Waddle Dee has a pretty good move set. Uh, there's a lot you can do with it. Uh, like there, there's like combos and stuff, which is kind of interesting. Uh, I assume all of Kirby's powers have the same thing, but I didn't get a chance to try them out. I liked it though; beautiful, fun, fun little game. I did not get far enough in it to get to like the trademark Kirby weirdness that I really like. Like you know, yeah. when you start fighting dark gods and stuff. So, yeah, I actually, uh, 
I bit the bullet and I ordered the game too, but for some reason I decided to go physical and it isn't here yet. See, but. I just haven't been in the mood to play it yet, so I haven't bought it. And I'm also I'm in a position now. We I say we didn't play a lot of it. We played probably four or five hours of it, and I I would I'm gonna have to replay. I mean, that's all probably that. like half of it, you know. Yeah, we probably got about halfway through. Yeah, and now I would have to replay all of that to get back there in single player, and I don't know that I really want to do that. So I'm yeah, in a that's weird fair. place. Yeah, maybe just, next week I'll have some thoughts on Kirby. Hopefully yeah. the game comes. It should have come yesterday, but it just didn't. Which is I will annoying. say it's a very good translation to 3D. Like yeah no that's complaints what, I, what i've heard it yeah was, it was just good fun the whole time all right any other games anyone nope all right then all right i think that's gonna do it for us this week thank you all for listening you can follow us at ad podcast game talk on twitter please like rate and reveal us in any podcast service you use including soundcloud spotify apple Podcasts, and more click the link in the description of the podcast to join our discord and talk to us there thank you connor and mike yeah see you guys next week see you next week bye